when mistakes are made, how far will you go to fix them? So, as you can tell, the ritual to bring you into the fold of the yuan tea, yan tea, however you'd like to say it, um, tomato, tomato. And you could tell that they all kind of, all of a sudden, just kind of get headaches. You kind of saw that. And they're all screaming at each other, uh, mostly at the female Yanti that brought you into this and was like, oh, we could trust them and, you know, they could help us and stuff like that. And before you can react to anything that's going on, your head starts to hurt and you get a green flash in the back of your head and you kind of crunch over like you're like you're about to throw up and it feels like someone's put a, a like a giant's hands of gone are crushing the back of your head and I want you both to roll a constitution check with disadvantage yay so con check this is a con con check or saving throw oh a saving throw I'm sorry and I'll just clarify so even though I passed it's still like a reverb action back through yeah exactly exactly it's a it's a all or nothing situation you are together as your Oh, I got a t- uh, 10. 7 on the die, 3 con, 10. You got a 15. You got a 15. Okay. All right. So, Cravoy, you are in extreme pain. This hurts! <laughs> and you, all you can see is a green emerald light, and it feels like it's hurting your eyes, but it's not. Like, you don't see it, it's just... It's like it's piercing its way into you. And I'm going to have John through Selenar's voice. I want you to tell, I want this to be Cravoy's image, but I want Selenar to be telling the story of when Cravoy failed Selenar. <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Why wow, put me on the spot? I I thought everything was pretty peachy keen. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just say that 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 time Cravoy just was running around in his underwear? Why don't you say that? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> the Revenge of the Nerds flashback. Um, light me up. Give me light. Light me up. So I think it's probably like. All right. So so the camera then like shows the scene of. But Yanti's screaming and Cravoy's grabbing his head and Selenar's like in full lotus. Like he's completely down with whatever's happening because it was, you know, going to be beneficial for, you know, to help Cravoy in the situation that he was whatever. And, uh, you know, the, the camera sort of lightly spins to, to show Selenar and then it's him like, you know, sitting at a table with Morgan. And he says, uh, you know, when Cravoy came into our lives uh, you know when i found him that day he was broken and he was he was just a, a a shadow of his of what he could have been what he 
probably was before. And under under our care, under my care, he came around. We pulled him out and made him whole again. I felt, and you know, when I approached the Queen, as far as when the other marshal position opened up, I thought he would have been a perfect candidate. I says a good sense of right and wrong and studied, not studied, but, you know, stayed with us and, you know, observed our ways, became, became a part of the family. But then shortly thereafter, I mean, it was just a few days. I went over to see how he was making out and he had one of the locals lashed to a post in the center of town at, he had his whip out. I, I rushed to him and I said, Gravoy, what, 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 could, what could this man possibly have done? Why, why would you whip someone and so publicly to boot? And he just, he turned and he seemed so cold, but I, his, his sense of right and wrong was just, he, he went a little too far. He, he was going to, uh, <laughs> He was going to whip the man for drunkenness. I mean, <laughs> who hasn't tied one on a few times now and again to it went too far in the queen. She was in an uproar and she questioned my judgment and questioned how I could have such a man take over a position such as that. It's, it'll happen. It may have been too fast. Uh, it, it may have just been too fast. So there was, it's a bit of a, a rough go in the beginning, trying to temper his uh, strong sense of right and wrong. So then you see, Curvoy, you see this in your head. As the camera kind of turns back, it almost, from what John was saying before, like, you know, starting from, the, from his head and kind of twisting forward, now it's like you see the back of his head in the story and it turns back and you're back where you started. And Selenar is seeing you through pained eyes. Uh, am I still? Am I still in, in lots of pain on the ground? Uh, you weren't on the ground. You were just basically kind oh, of like standing. the head, head in the hands, kind of like really sharp pain in the back of your head. <laughs> uh, I think Crivoy uh, would probably look up and and just knowingly just kind of like drops his. He looks up, knowingly looks at at Selenar like, oh okay, and puts his head down and and uh, just. <laughs> A, a mistake I seek to atone for to this day. And it just kind of like slumps, slumps his shoulders. But okay. yeah, depending on where the pain is at. Yeah. Do you say this like out loud? Do you mumble it to yourself? Okay. No, no, out loud to Selenar. Okay. Just like knowing because, you know. Okay. And as Selenar, as you're seeing Cravoy in pain, you don't, you don't really experience what he experiences but you know that obviously something is up he has experienced something and now he is talking out loud to you about something that you don't know what he is speaking of so with with you know with a wary eye to the to the snake people right because he's he's like down so he starts to like kind of half rise and he and he puts a hand on Crivoy's shoulder he says i i do not know what happened uh things seemed to be well until the last moment. Um, and one of the, one of the male Yantes looks at you and says, you, you, you have both failed us. We have trusted you. You have failed us. 
you have you have sentenced all you have sentenced ah oh, goddamn it you have sentenced ah sentenced words yes I know what the word is I just can't say it <laughs> you have sentenced ah oh, you have sentenced ah oh, okay slow okay. do it slow nope you have doomed us all yes. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll get another word. Yeah, exactly, I'm porky picking it. I like it. Setting the sentence out, doing this all. <laughs> get out now. So is that still happening? Am I still having the fog, or is it? Is it? Is no, it it's lift. It's lifting now. Okay. I'm sorry. Yep, right. yep. You've just during that little flashback or whatever, the pain was pretty hardcore, and now yeah. as you've w- waken out of it, it is slowly, slowly uh, subsiding. Crivoy uh, is just basically watching them, weary, like. Just ready. <laughs> like this is I don't I don't I don't like this. It's like they're just flying off the handle. They're just flying off the handle, we barely know each other. Yeah. Yeah, they they're just the female Yanti took it upon herself to, you know, invite you into the group because obviously they need to figure out what's going on. They want to solve what's going on here just as much as you do. And they performed a ritual that is very secretive very what's the word i'm trying to think of very uh sacred yes thank you sacred god words tonight boy i can't i can't can't think of (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you can tell that even though you know it's they have invited you into it you can tell that they are mad that this has happened i want you to both to roll a perception check I think that's a 15. Uh, 15. Okay. Perception. Um, I'll say while that's happening. Ooh. 22. You know, he's, so he's like on one knee, like leaning on one knee and like one knee kind of like at an angle. He's got a you know, hand on, on his shoulder. I don't know if you want to do the perception check first because he wanted to say something. Like okay. I was going to reply, but. Yep. Let's, let, we'll have you do the perception first. So you both see that. You know, when we're talking about who's affected and who's not affected with what's going on here, the Yanti, you could barely see any flecks of green in their eyes. It has become more so now. And it's one of those things that I'll have Cravoy notice this. For Cravoy, you can tell that whatever is happening right now to them has not happened to them, and they are scared for their lives. Whatever has happened to them in this moment with like me failing that or with what, what has happened? Because if we remember from last uh, session, and I think I kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but maybe I wasn't specified. So every one of the auntie had that grasp their head in lots of pain moment, like you did. And now they are afraid and they don't want anything to do with you right now. Not just you, but Salinar also because you are both together. Okay. So, so then because I'm a dumbo, so what I what, what Cravoy is noticing is that they that they I'm able to kind of discern why they're freaking out. Just like yep. well, this is this is like a to- totally new thing to them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Um, hmm. All right. Cravoy uh, just kind of like just turns slightly to Selenar. Just perhaps we should leave them to sort this out for themselves. They don't want us want us here. Then. We can't force ourselves to stay. And he like gets up the rest of the way and kind of like has his hands down. And he mm. says, uh, truly, I am sorry. Go now. Leave. He just inclines his head to them and come, Kruvoy. We, we will leave them. Yes. And Kruvoy kind of just gives a glance back. 
squinty-eyed glance. <laughs> As you both sa- or saunter. What the fuck would I say? As you both- we do, we saunter. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As you both leave the tent, Cravoy looks back and looks at the female Yanti member, and you can see she is starting to cry. As you. Mm. <laughs> as as it should should be. <laughs> All right, and you both exit the tent, just because I want to have it be a time frame. Just because we've had a couple of sessions in between. Technically, right now, if we're talking about real world terms, it's probably about two in the morning, and you like, you know, Selenar doesn't really sleep, but he still needs to like, you know, rest and have his relaxation relaxation time. Uh, Cravoy, you kind of had a little bit of rest, but was, you know, really awakened, awakening, awakened mm. by what has been going on. So it's probably about two in the morning right now. So you guys probably should get rest, but I will leave that up to you. Perhaps it isn't very wise to return back to the room that we were in. Maybe a new, new place. It seemed that the inn was the only other safe place. We go back from there. We should be okay. I can take first watch. I know you uh, weren't able to catch any rest so far. No, this taint and these references like the world around you, (laughs) this taint appears to have penetrated even the inn. I mean, it appears nothing is entirely free from this situation, but four walls would be better than taking our chances out here. Probably daylight is best as well. Maybe maybe nice night's rest back at it in morning. Find Morgan. We are trapped here until we can solve this problem, so... Of course there is also that! <laughs> yes, trapped. Best to tackle it well rested. Okay, so... As you head back to the Du Saloon, do you walk in the middle of town? Do you, you know, how do you get back? So basically where you were at, well, here, I'll kind of show you the map. It's going to be hard to tell people when they're, when they're actually listening at home, but oh boy. No, nope, I'm just going to describe it for you. <laughs> it's not that dark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Cravoy runs, tries to keep up with Selenar as he jumps back across the rooftops. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't know so how you're going to get back up there. <laughs> I, I think they would probably sort of, you know, keep more to the shadows, right? So, like, okay. we're in an alley. We're in their in their tent. So, we come outside. I think we were in an alley at that point. So well, actually, you were behind the town square, basically. Well, right, um, right. Kind of behind the church, actually. So, you probably kind of were kind of tucked behind but you can, you know, make it pretty, you know, if you don't, if you want to be discreet, you can kind of follow the, uh, let's say that there's actually some space behind these buildings. So if you wanted to go behind and not go, you know, right through the center of town, you could do that. Yeah. I think that would be the wisest. Okay. Move, right. Um, Cause we don't know what the oval lights do at night. If yeah, anything. exactly. Well, and plus you're, you're this, this little place is kind of, you know, not directly behind the church, but it's, pretty close so you know that's the first thing you're going to kind of run into so you're going to have to kind of maneuver around there and as you start to start to kind of make your way towards the end the tent that you guys came out of is lights ablaze 
and just all of a sudden just starts to kind of take shape of, you know, just, I don't, you know, it would occur to anyone that this is a fire that is something you're just, you're not, you know, lighting a piece of wood on fire and throw, you know, somebody obviously had started a spell, wanted to get rid of whatever was in there, whether it would be, you know, their whereabouts or, you know, you know, maybe some kind of sense of themselves as their rituals and stuff like that. They might have, you know, want to get rid of it. There are two tents that are attached to that. And you do see that a couple of random people kind of peek their heads out of the other couple of tents. They see you and then go back and kind of... Actually, you know what? I'll have you guys roll a perception check check on this too. Oh, crit, baby! Uh, 23. Nice, okay. You can tell that they do not know who you are and they're very scared of seeing you there. Kind of surprised they're also very very scared of what's happening to the other tent and they have just about as many flex in their eyes as the yuan do now and then they see you and then automatically kind of close the tent and because sonar you rolled a 20 you can see in both tents that there is some kind of protection magic that keeps them there and and keeps them safe you don't know if or you thinking possibly it's a protection spell from anyone you know trying to come in but you don't know for sure okay and and then he would make he would make the assumption that the yonti had a similar thing right because they've been hiding and nobody knew where they were but they're like just kind of in the town square mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're not yeah. really hidden hidden yeah. uh, we don't hear anybody screaming it doesn't sound like the fire was set and like people are burning to them. No, you don't hear you don't hear anything like like they uh like somebody is dying in there or somebody got set up but it seemed it would seem to you like they are just getting rid of any any evidence that they were there and they're going to figure out their next move. He he does turn to Kravoy and say, "Do you think we should go back? Do you think they're in trouble or are they just covering their tracks?" I think they were in trouble before. I think perhaps they are free now. Should we wait in the shadows near the church to see if anyone responds to the fire? That might be informative. I think it is I think it is a good idea. Okay, so how long would you like to wait? all night yeah i know <laughs> no i mean it, it's a tent right so like it's only gonna burn for so long mm-hmm. 15 minutes you think john sure you know see cr- if anybody crouch comes. In the shadow. yeah okay. see if anybody comes running out of the church how many people if anybody like if it's one guy maybe we can fucking grab him mm-hmm. okay yeah uh why don't you guys uh roll another perception check Nineteen three is twenty two. Eighteen total. Nice. Okay. So at about the forty five minute mark, we'll say, you see one of the veils in the tent that is closest to the fire, or the basically the glowing embers in our letter just kind of died down. And you see a little old lady peek her head out of the tent. I'm gonna have her roll perception to see if she sees you. Um 
she sees or she looks in your general direction and says, go away. No one needs you. Interesting. It would seem to me that they all need us, Cravoy. But as no one has come out from the church. Mm. Well rested for sure. Yes. I used a real yawn to make that happen. (laughs) 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 Then I ruined it by talking about it. Yeah, so I guess we go back to the inn. Okay. And as you start heading back towards the end, you can see her pop her head back into the tent. You go back into the Deuce Saloon. Do you go through the front door? Do you try to possibly, you know, hitch yourself up to the second floor and go through back through the window? We'll say the window you guys escaped from is still open. Uh, does it still have the, the rope hanging out the window? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what happened? Did we have it fall down or did it sit up there? I don't remember. I, remember I don't think we ever actually it. moved it. Yeah. Let's but say I it's, don't remember. You know, you know what? Let's say that you left it there. Because a guard could have grabbed Like, that's to say it could be gone. Like, mm-hmm. legitimately be it gone. It could be. Also, do we have a reason to think we'd have to sneak back in? You don't. I mean, it might be worth just going in through the front. Yeah. I mean, it's just up normal. to you. I'm just, I'm giving you options. Mm hmm. So it, I'll leave it up to you. Yeah, I don't think Ravoy would it would even it would even cross his mind try to get back up through the window. I think he would just kind of like instinctively head for the head for the front door. Okay. Yeah, so Selenor would follow. Then if you kind of like stride ahead and towards the door, then he just kind of like looks, you know, up yeah, and down yeah. the street, see if anybody's coming, and then like like look back, and then you're like pushing the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just shoving it open. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was. I would. I'd probably head up just to go. Na- go Betty by. Okay, let me get my notes here quick. That's not notes. That's the monster manual. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> my notes are in the monster. Manual. I've got. No, I've got notes fucking everywhere. It's ridiculous. Okay. So uh, you head in, and even though it's two in the morning. You can. There's still a light smattering of people. There is also, as before, there is still a couple of people surrounded by a um, piano. And there's probably, uh, there's a male and a female um, at the edge of the piano, and then there's a male at the piano playing it and kind of singing some tunes. Uh, you don't see Frank at all. Um, you don't know if she's retired for the night, or if she's elsewhere. Also, her second in command, the gelatinous cube, is also not at the bar. So, Selenar can't be scared of him. Uh, (laughs) Or was that Crowboy? I don't remember. Anyway. (laughs) You start to head up the stairs, which is actually by the piano. And I would like you both to roll a charisma saving throw. I'm sorry, charisma? Mm-hmm. <laughs> charisma. Oh. oh, okay. Well, that's... Uh, well, actually... Uh, do, 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 do. Well, actually, no, it says... Let's do a... I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Why don't you both do a wisdom saving throw? Ah. So I will throw this out to you because it's pertinent. Yes. Um, I have Fey Ancestry, so I have advantage on saves versus charm. So cool. if this is a charm spell, then 
I, I don't know about that, but you should roll uh, advantage anyway, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so an eight and a two, so it doesn't matter. The first roll is better. Can I take that ten? <laughs> That's a great advantage. I rolled a me too. I'm at I'm at a fourteen. You're at a fourteen. Okay. Okay. So hold on a second, I'm just reading quick. I will also let you know I can't be put to sleep by magic. Cool. Okay. So actually if it makes a difference, that was actually a ten. I have a my It's okay. Is it's okay. It, it doesn't matter. So um, I'm immune to disease. Nice. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I'm not diseasing you. Okay. <laughs> we haven't gotten to that part yet. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say that I'd actually like you both to roll perception. I know this is a lot of checks, but and I'm going to have Selenar actually roll with advantage. Oh, boy, I rolled a one. Uh-oh. Okay. So, Gravoy has no fucking clue what this guy is, but Selenar, you, in your adventures, you have heard of such beings as Succubus and Incubus, and there is a, obviously, the male version of an Incubus playing, playing piano, and kind of the male and female, there's an orc and a half-elf that are at the piano. They are really swooning very hard on on this incubus. And he turns to you, Selenar, and says, well, hello there. You are instantly pulled in by his magnetism. He just, for so, there's just something in in him that you just, that just, you just instantly like about him. I will let you decide what that one thing is. About him? Yes. I'd say, I'd say his voice then, right? So, like, just his his mannerism, his voice is, you know, like, soothing, right? So, like, it just kind of sucks you in. So, he's basically, you kind of hear the his voice in your head kind of like, like, you know, when someone's really into jazz. Like, it's just, it... <laughs> that's why, that's why I, I, I picked that for you, John. So, so, you know, it's one of those things that... It not only is just music, it also is heart, and it also is passion, and it also is like a feeling. Like, and you, I'm not going to speak to your sexuality, but when when he sings, it lights you up inside in a way that you didn't know existed, really, because you know. Like let's just say you you know you like music and you love the way someone sounds and stuff like that, but this kind of hits you in a different direction where you're kind of like, I just I never thought this would be something I would enjoy, but yet it's just pulling me toward him. And he's dressed as he's got his most incubus and and succubus have have their wings, and you know depending upon if they're in a fight or not in a fight, sometimes they will try to hide them. He has them pulled back kind of towards his back, but they're also tied up in a way like the only way I can think to describe it is, is when uh, you're at a Ren fair and a female has like a bodice that wraps, wraps themselves up nice and tight. 
it kind of does, it's kind of like a interesting way of wrapping his wings onto his back. And it is in complete, like a, like a reddish brown. And it's, when you look at it, it's almost like mesmerizing because it's very bright and shiny, but it looks like it's made out of like diamond when it's really just maybe like a type of leather or something. And he is got a nice pair of like black leather pants. He has like no shirt on, which is kind of weird, but he also has kind of a choker on on his neck. And then he has a symbol that looks like a triangle with a kind of like a weird lightning slash down the middle of it. And I would like you to roll perception on that. Fifteen? Uh, okay. And as you look at that symbol that's on his neck, you feel like you've actually seen something like that before, but for some reason you can't place where it is actually from. And he sings to you in a way to where he just kind of pulls you in, and he, he, says, uh, he says to you, it's good to see you again. What have you been up to, my friend? I've been here and there. Uh, we've met before, you say? I don't recall your face, stranger, although your symbol looks familiar. My name I'm assuming is... it, I was just saying, I'm assuming at some point, like, Cravoy turns around. Like, we hit the steps, and then I sort of, like, peeled off, and Cravoy kind of <laughs> kept going, right? Yeah, he's half asleep walking up the stairs. He says, my name is Travi, and uh, what were you asking? In character? Or? You were asking about his his. Oh. Cho- were you asking about his choker? I was going to no, say, I... Selenar has uh, seduced the succubus, <laughs> or in- incubus. Yeah. No, you, you told me that it looked familiar, but I couldn't place it. So okay. he's, he said, you know, how have you been? And I was like, oh, I... We've met before. You don't seem familiar, although your symbol strikes yeah. a chord or looks familiar, or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. And he just said he says that. Um, oh yes, this is this is a family crest. This is something that I hold dearly to myself. As far as I was concerned, I thought you, I thought you both have reti- had retired. What? Where have you been? I wouldn't want anything to happen to that poor Yanti that you brought. So now, because you you are actually charmed, let's see, trying to trying to think, because I don't want to, even though you're charmed, I don't want to force you to tell him where you were. But but I think that's how it works, right? I mean, yeah. like, so you can look up the spell, and we can look it up and see what it is, right? I mean, yeah, you 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 obey the verbal and telepathic commands. So pretty much, yeah, you would have to tell him. <laughs> oh, he says, uh, yes, uh, we met her when we arrived. Uh, she took us back to her clan, I guess it was. Uh, things, things didn't go as well as I thought they may. And he kind of absentmindedly just kind of strokes his chin. He goes, interesting. Interesting. You know, you know for a fact that the yacht, the Yuan Ti, are a bit of a mystery, and 
it's interesting. Did you did you find out anything? I feel I've heard that they were that they are to be the saviors of this town. What say you? Um, we were told some of their history. Uh, they inhabited this realm before things. Kind of like waves his hands absolutely around. Turned into this. Whether or not they can save the people here, I I cannot say. So you you were able to meet with them. You weren't you weren't able to get any information on our, if they could help. That is that is most unfortunate because this town does need saving. And unfortunately, if you don't have if you have met with these yuan and not gotten the answer that everyone is with. You haven't got the answer that everyone is on bated breath waiting for, then I feel that we are all due. Well, we are working on that problem ourselves. Uh, I guess he would go into the story, right? Like, he's turns. Is, uh, my uh, daughter is lost to me currently. I... All signs point that uh, she is this person known as Proper. You don't say. I, I do. At least that is what we believe. So why why do you think that that one such as you of your stature and I will tell you, Selenar, I have heard of some of your tales. I've heard of some of your adventures. How how someone as amazing as yourself have a daughter that could go the way of this proper? That is a question I wish I had the answer to. That is indeed why we are here. So he he uh, turns and looks to Cravoy, who looks like he's like ready to kind of. He, let's just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I don't like ever saying like. What, what characters are doing, but let's just say that Cravoy's kind of leaning against the banister to go upstairs, and he's just kind of like... I rolled a one on that. I feel like I just kept walking up the stairs. Oh, you just kept going? Okay, yeah, perfect. Like, no, that's sleep. perfect. I, I like that. I'm missing this whole thing. Like, oh, I like if, that. If it's going on, I'm probably in bed. Okay. No, I just like go that. ahead and just click that long rest button while <laughs> get all my shit back. Oh, it, it'll, it'll come. <laughs> Yeah, Kravoy definitely was just like talking to himself or talking to Selenar or like this like crazy hazy image he has of Selenar walking behind him but just isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, so before that, I'm looking at one of my flaws sarcastic at all times, which maybe I've been doing, maybe I haven't. I guess maybe it's not quite as sarcastic, but he, uh, okay. he kind of like cocks his head and he looks at the guy again and he says uh, you seem to have me at a bit of a disadvantage and it's not something I'm quite comfortable with so can you tell me who you are and how did we meet before oh I was just referring to when you first came into the when you first came into the do saloon I mean we weren't formally introduced but I I certainly recognized it's pretty easy to recognize two wanderers such as yourself when we're not really expecting you. And he kind of nods sagely. I don't, I don't know if he would necessarily believe it, but he's charmed, so I guess maybe he does believe it. 
So, what do you think your plan is now? Uh, we had intended to get some sleep, and he kind of like then absolutely sort of like looks around for Cravoy. Oh, uh, <laughs> seems as if uh, Cravoy is uh, beating me to the room. I, uh, we were going to sleep and uh, regroup in the morning and see how we could uh, tackle this thorny situation. Do you have uh, any suggestions? Uh, assume you're trapped here just as much as anyone else I'd say all roads lead to proper so if this person is who you think that she is I think that your your best bet is straight to her but I would say that you need a nice long rest you look like you have seen much in your travels before you have kind of come here to our little abode and I think that um, maybe you should go get some rest but before that I think that you should here I will give you a parchment and some and a quill and I would love you for you to write down everything that kind of just happened in the first day that you've gone here because me I'm not only am I a songsman but I'm, I'm a bit of a storyteller so I would love to be able to tell that story. Oh, well, of course. So, like, as he's, like, saying it and he's handing him the paper, like, he's sitting down and he's, like, happily <laughs> scratching out, like, you know, we got to town and these young attacked us, but they were trying to steal our water and we, we you know, snagged one guy and blah, blah, blah. This is all shit that happened. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, listen. It's an incubard. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh, that's so <laughs> awesome. Damn it. That's yes. So <laughs> Thank you, Bard. Oh. We win. That's it. That's, that's over. It. That's... that's right. Yep. Okay, everybody at Wizards of the Coast, start drawing that up. <laughs> okay, so then you kind of write everything down. And so you uh, write down everything that has happened in the previous previous night or previous uh, adventure here. And he kind of, he takes it and kind of looks at it, looks at it lightly and he laughs and he says, this is going to make quite a song. And he kind of like starts humming something in his head and kind of takes his hand and kind of brushes it to the left and the right, just kind of thinking up of a song to make up. He folds up the parchment, puts it into a little like pouch that's hanging off the side of his pants. And then he go, and then he tells you, um, it's been very good seeing you. Now, if you could just not remember what just happened. No! Go go, and go get yourself a nice long rest. Of course. I would uh, enjoy that very much. Until the morrow, and then he kind of bows to you. He's, he stands and then bows and, you know, just wanders away like nothing ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> Although right. he's kind of like... He's he sort of like bopping his head a little bit to the tune. Mm-hmm. You know, that the guy was kind of like humming or whatever piano piece he's playing right now. He's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny because like in... Uh, I didn't really say this, but as like as you are like in this really in-depth conversation, he's asking you all these things. The only time he ever takes his hands off the piano is to take is to give you that parchment and then take it back. Otherwise, he's still playing that tune. It's like he doesn't break a step. 
you know, and like, you know, the other people in the bar, you can tell are kind of enjoying it, but the two that are at the piano are just like uh, head in hands, just kind of like doing that, like, oh, he's so dreamy. And so all oh, this is such a great song kind of thing. Like they're just so enthralled. And then you head up, Cravoy, did you go back to the room you were originally in? Yeah, just whatever, whatever room. Yeah, yeah, the room that I would have slept in anyway, if okay. I was, if I was to be sleeping. Sounds good. And then Selenar, do you just do you take yourself up in as a watch in front of the door, or do you head in? What do you do? Um, I would probably go in, and then um, I I told Kruboy I was going to take first watch, so yeah, he would probably just kind of be sitting there absently, sort of tapping his foot and. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Cravoy is is out for the night. Um, I'm gonna say he doesn't even notice you as you slip in and kind of take a watch. As far as I'm concerned, you were there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can I throw throw something out about Char in person? Uh, yes. Only because I it was a, I had seen it before. Was that when the spell ends, the Selenar is gonna know that he was charmed. Nice. So on the memory thing, is that could is that gonna be? Is he going to remember like what he? Well, I'm going to say that because it says that he is going to know that he's charmed. I'm going to yeah. say that he remembers being charmed, but nothing after that yeah. because the incubus actually told him to forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be, like, be the only thing. something happens. Yeah, like, exactly. he's going to know. Yeah, he's going to be like oh, that guy God. did something. I just don't remember <laughs> what. I don't remember getting blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder, with Cravoy being so heavily asleep, and then the, the charm, I don't know how long it lasts for. It's it lasts like a day. A day. So I wonder if maybe he just then falls asleep then. You know, like he just falls into his trance then, so like there's nobody watching at some point, right? Because it's been a long fucking day. Like he's an yeah. adventurer, and like they've done this, like and sometimes you just don't sleep, but I'm, you know, maybe because of the charm and whatever, like he just eventually like sort of passes out. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he, with the charm. Yeah. He definitely is like, he obviously, well, I don't know. Cause he said go to sleep too. Yeah, right. Like exactly. he did say get up and go to sleep. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I think I would think in this world too, I think he realizes like, you're not going to be actually sleeping because you don't need it technically. But let's just say that you are in the deepest of trances and you actually get a full rest. So I'll say that both of you get a long rest. Okay. I mean, I don't think we have anything to recharge anyway, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess you blew all your spells getting out the window. <laughs> yeah, he did. I know. That's why I was kind of like, yes, I think he needs a long rest. So, All right. So you guys have a long rest. You can recharge all your spell slots. Be refreshed for the day. Thanks for listening to Justice for All, a D&D 5th edition campaign run by me, Kurt Amuler, with John Haremza as Selenar Eularian and John Neary as Cravoy Food Chaser Dolikavea. Music and sound effects by BattleBards. Go to BattleBards.com to get great fantasy and sci-fi audio. Theme music by Mr. Snooze. To find out more about the theme music, Check out our show notes, and thanks for listening.